Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Well, big meeting at the palace regarding Harry and Meghan trying to leave the royal duties. Uh, and we'll get you up to speed on what we know right now on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Uh, now, first of all, Bradley, uh, how did this meeting come about and who was present? You know, it's um, I'm I'm glad that you started it there because this is something we've sort of been an- anticipating uh, from the mm, weekend. And in fact, what what we learned was that Queen Elizabeth gave. Uh, oh, and now ooh, I hate these people. Is it behind a paywall? No, what they've done is updated the story, and I didn't need them to update the story. But here's what I remember. So this weekend, it came out that the palace was going to get together with Harry and uh, Meghan via maybe telephone mm-hmm. um with you know so all the parties involved at least megan was skyping in because she's in canada yeah she has left you know if you believe the tabloids she absconded to canada with her dogs and is with her child and doesn't have time for this anymore that's what the tabloids say so you've got them but of course uh here in uh at sandringham which is i think in the east of london or not east of london east of england i don't know anyway it's it's not in london and you have representatives for the Queen, you've got Prince Charles, you've got uh, William and Harry. You've got sort of all the key players getting together to talk about this new role, this path forward. Um, and so that was because by all accounts, uh, Buckingham Palace wanted a resolution to this issue within days, not weeks. Right. That's where we sort of left the weekend was that they wanted this to smooth uh, smoothly, swiftly. Um, so that so that they wouldn't be the focus of this tabloid uh, nonsense twenty four seven because you don't like even if you don't if, even if you are so mad at Harry and Meghan for what they did like I'm just putting myself yeah. right now um, in the minds of the Buckingham Palace even if you're like oh those kids they just you know screwed the situation. You don't want everybody constantly talking about that, right? So right. you just want to get the thing done. So that's presumably, um, that was the reason to get them all together. They got together today, and here we are. We find ourselves now, a couple hours after this has ended, with some actual results happening. So I want to read the Queen's statement, but before I do, I do want to go back, double back, and talk about something uh, that you sort of pointed out, which was uh, Prince William's statement uh, over the weekend about his relationship with his brother. Because there was something about that that was just very... Yeah, so... Revealing. We started the show talking about the finances. Now we're talking about the relationships. And you cannot, I don't care how, like, 
tabloidy you want to get, you just cannot deny that there is a real rift in this actual family who right. also are this like weird institution from a thousand uh, plus years ago. And this weekend, we actually had a report that Prince William said, and I quote, I've put my arm around my brother all our lives, and I can't do that anymore. We're separate entities. I'm sad about that. All we can do and all I can do is try and support them and hope that the time comes when we're all singing from the same page. I want everyone to play on the same team. Mm. So now, oh, this is just an episode of a show. And if you believe it for what it's worth, it makes you think this is the guy who's just trying to get everybody on the same page. Right. Because he loves his dad. He loves his grandma. He loves his brother. He loves his brother's wife. Yeah. He loves his wife. He loves his kids. He loves dogs. He loves flowers. He probably even loves you. I bet he does. Yeah. He would have given the chance. It's true. But, you know, that that's that's what that says to me. And I just thought, oh, gosh, you can just feel that, right? Like, he yeah. feels the responsibility of the moment. but And he wants to love his brother. This, you guys, is like a whole season of The Crown. Right? Legitimately, because Queen Elizabeth, if you buy the narrative that's put on the show... You know, she loves her sister so much that she wants to find a way for her sister, but her sister never really found her way and was always sort of trapped by this system. William and Harry are in a different place, and it's playing out differently, but the very same pressures are there, right? and it's just so fascinating. Now, really quickly, to just end the reason you asked me to open my big fat mouth, is that they released a joint statement this weekend as well that said... Um, reports that like uh, William is bullying Harry mm-hmm. out of the family are false, and both of them, spokespersons for both sides, were like, regardless of what's actually going on, there is no bullying happening, mm-hmm. and we love each other. Yeah, which is so. So knowing all of that, right? Knowing that, uh, you know, we have a tendency to see the images that we see and infuse a whole storyline. That may or may not be true, or parts of it may be true, all of it may not be. But knowing what we know just from the statements that have come out, and the fact that this meeting occurred, then we can go to the statement that the Queen put out uh, today, and it says as follows. I'm going to read word for word the Queen's statements so that we do not uh, fill in blanks that are not there to be filled in. The Queen says, today my family had a very had very constructive discussions on the future of my grandson and his family. My family and I are entirely supportive of Harry and Meghan's desire to create a new life as a young family. Although we would have preferred them to remain full-time working members of the royal family, we respect and understand their wish to live a more independent life as a family while remaining a valued part of my family. Harry and Meghan have made it clear that they do not want to be reliant on public funds in their new lives. It has therefore been agreed that there will be a period of transition in which the Sussexes will spend time in Canada and the UK. These are complex matters for my family to resolve, and there is some work to be done. But I've asked for financial decisions to be reached in the coming days. So if you want to you know uh queen speak that what what do you what do you get from that trainer i'll tell you exactly what this is because from a healthy perspective you're like oh they want everybody you know everybody looks good everybody feels good Uh everybody gets a little something something you know the palace gets to say we didn't want to do it this way so british public don't come at us because they're trying to be financially independent blah 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 
But I would like to read a headline to you from January 13th. That is today at 125 in the a.m. Okay. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle ponder, quote, no holds barred TV interview on Royal Split. Ooh. Interesting. Interview conducted by Oprah. Yeah, right. It probably I'm actually could be. dead yeah. serious. No, but so this article speculates that um, there is apparently, and this is something I think we talked about in the initial days after the announcement, that um, you better be careful, Buckingham Palace, yeah. because these two, and, and Holly, I think you suggested like, the reason we know this is about money and them trying to make as much money as possible is that they didn't do a scorched earth policy like they didn't like because if a lot of people are like they just want to be free and all and the world is being horrible to them there are some valid points there but at the end of the day if they really felt that way if this was really just all about the way they've been treated in the press um there's there was an easy way to handle it yeah just drop some secrets and be like here's what's really going on um let us out yeah drop the secrets drop the title Uh uh-huh and just move on and, uh, you know, it's like uh, the uh, scene in Waiting to Exhale when Angela Bassett burns the car. Yeah. And she walks away. Mm-hmm. And it's just great. Because literally great they could have done that. Yeah. And as they're going into this meeting today, there are press reports leaking the possibility yeah. of them doing this interview. Yeah. Tell all. What could they tell all about? Uh, oh. Oh, mm. oh, so many things. Let me think. Well, specifically, what would be the most important thing that would be so very timely mm-hmm. would be mm-hmm. our friend, mm-hmm. Prince Andrew. Mm-hmm. Not our friend. He's our ding. Enemy. To the ding. To, to the, the ding. So just at the moment that they're about to be like, you know, put let's put it all on the table, see who gets what. Oh, well, of course, we don't want you to go yeah. flapping your traps. I mean, it is the perfect time because they have collateral. Yeah. Yeah. And so you can guarantee that even if, I mean, in this, these are royal ass people. So they don't go, look, bitch, I'm going to tell all my dirt. I need that in a British skanky son. I need this in a my British uncle accent. skank pants. I'm going to drop the deets. He doesn't have to say that. They don't have to say that. They know. Oh, yeah. No, that is implied. No, you keep them in the family. You keep your enemies closer. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, I think that's. I've watched The Godfather. I know how all this works. Oh, it's so fascinating. See, this is the thing is, you know, whenever people say, you know, there's bigger news going on. Yes, there absolutely is. But this is low stakes. And it is a soap opera, and it is history, and it's all happening at the same time in front of our very eyes. And you better believe I'm going to chew on it as long as I can. It's low stakes for us. It's high stakes for them. This is real. Like This is really real, and it's really happening. This is not just some, you know, bargain basement, uh, Z-less celebrity experience. This is millions of dollars, billions of dollars potentially. And um, 
It's this insane. is this is like Beyonce, Jay Z, and Solange yeah. in the elevator. Yes, that's what's happening yes. right now. All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, hey, did you go see Oprah this weekend? No. If you did, I know you didn't. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. If you were there, what did you learn? What did you learn from Oprah? Uh, drop some Oprah nuggets right here on the Colleen and Bradley show. Six five one six four one one zero seven one on my talk one zero seven one. Hey, uh, did you get to see Oprah this weekend? 651-641-1071. If you were touched by Oprah, what did you learn? This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And Bradley, this Friday, we I think it was, we were actually talking about Oprah's influence on the royal couple, and little did we recognize. She was in our very own city. Yeah, she was in our very own city doing Oprah things. She came and talked and brought a bunch of famous people with her. It was all over social media. She was even actually downtown with Mary Tyler Moore with the sculpture. This, I mean, it was nuts. So I know a lot of people went and saw her with. I know Tina Fey was there. I Susie Orman, I believe, was also there. Huff was there. Oh, look at that! Uh, Were you touched by Oprah? Six five one six four one one zero seven one. What did you learn? Let's talk to Jane because Jane not only saw Oprah. Jane, you had a meet and greet. I did. What was that like? Um, amazing. Uh, she was very warm and friendly and uh, relatable, and um, she connected with everyone. So, yeah, it was a dream come true for me, for sure. So, um, can I just ask, so, like, I just have, like, mechanics questions. Like, how many people yeah. got the chance to, like, have the experience you're having? Was it, like, a bunch of you in a big room? How did that all work? So, I think there was a couple hundred, I would say. And um, just after everything was said and done, they took us up into a, at the XL Center, like the club area, there's that restaurant. Uh-huh. And yeah. we went in there, and they had like a buffet set up and um, some beverages, if you would like. And then Oprah came up and spoke to everybody for a few minutes. And then it was just kind of like get in line and you got your picture taken. And it was that part was very quick, yes. Yeah, so. Okay, so... Um, but- how- but she did try to, like, make a connection with each person. Like, I noticed she would say something to each person that got their picture taken. You know, like, oh, great shirts. Or, you know, I don't know. She just kind of tried to make it personal a little bit. Uh, did you, so how long was the actual, not the meet and greet part, but the rest of it? Because it was like a day-long experience, right? Oh, yeah. It started at 9 o'clock and ended, I would say, around, like, 3. She wanted to try to get done for the Vikings game. So it got done around like three, three thirty. Okay. Um, that part of it. So yeah, it was a full day. And I can I just add one other thing? Yeah. Yeah. So I was sitting on the end. I was lucky enough to be in the second row. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. 
With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And at one point, I was just, we had to kind of do like some meditating. <laughs> and someone grabs my hand, and I turn, and it's Oprah. And we held hands for like a good, it was like two minutes, you guys. It was like a two minutes. Oh, my God. Were you so just... That was pretty exciting. I imagine you had to just be like losing your mind. Well, I wasn't really into the meditating at that point. Yeah, right. Right. Well, yeah, how do you meditate when Oprah's holding holding your hand? hand. Does my hand feel like, do I have calluses on my hand? Um, Do I have a hangnail? (laughs) Gene, thank you for your call. Thanks, Gene. And I'm glad you had such a fun time. Let's go to Susan. Hi, Susan. Susan, were you touched Uh, by Oprah? Best birthday I've ever had in my life. Really? It was the most inspirational. She is, there are not words enough to express what kind of person she is and the energy there from the moment that you walked in until the moment you left, it was so positive and wonderful and yeah, best experience of my life. Wow. All right. Well, I'm glad you got to go. Yeah, but that's fascinating. Did, uh, did you get, did you, cause our last caller, Jane literally was touched by Oprah. Were you, were, no, were you only I, touched I on a soul level? No, but I would have. If I had had the money, I would have paid for the meet and greet because she's just fabulous. Thank you, Susan, for your call. Um, wow. That's, I'm glad for Susan and Jane that they enjoyed that so much. I feel like there's some skepticism in Well, it's not skepticism. It's just interesting to me. I, I'm fascinated by this whole um, model of the touring thing that she's doing and that it's a day long and gets people to take a full day yeah, to sit their bodies in a seat at an arena yeah. at like XL energy center. Yep. And for six, I, I, I wasn't there, so I can't imagine what went on for six hours. Cause that just feels like a lot to me. Um, and I don't know. I'm always, <sighs> I don't want Jane or Susan or anybody like Jane or Susan to feel bad or feel like I'm knocking them. Yeah. Because I'm not. I've gone to things like that before. Yeah. For sure. And I know that you feel so inspired when you walk out of there. And then it's, a week in, you've forgotten everything. There's there's a lot. There's a lot where Oprah's concerned that we could go on to say. And we might yeah. after this. And then we'll talk about some D-bags right. on My Talk 107.1. get to at least one D-bag on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. But I wanted to kind of close the loop on Oprah because she was here this weekend and we, you know, saw a lot of people on our social media who went to see her at XL Energy Center. Yeah. Um, and listen, like in the interest of full disclosure, I have traveled to other cities to be in the crowd when Wayne Dyer spoke or any number of um, amazing self-help gurus. Yeah. Um, and, and I felt very inspired and I loved what they said. And I've read their books and yada, yada, all of it. Right. Um, so I'm saying this also from the perspective of one who has done this kind of thing before. But when you're sitting and watching it on the outside, I'm curious about what you're getting out of a an arena show with Oprah Winfrey and Tina Fey. So I get this we get this email from Patty. That's her name. That's what she calls herself. Okay. 
She was there. She says, here's what I did learn. She was super entertaining and relatable in the morning session. But after lunch, not so much. She says, I was with men and women, early 40s to late 50s. And we were all disappointed in the afternoon session. She said she was cold more than a few times. She has 3,800 trees in her front yard. While interviewing Tina Fey, the message about Weight Watchers and being uh, healthy took a backseat to Tina getting back to counting points in order to be thin for the Golden Globes next January. Oh, and she asked Tina who her God is or does she worship? Tina's answer? Oprah was her God. Mm. And then Patty said gag. She's a successful, driven, talented woman, no doubt, but she ain't no God. Could have been a great two to three hour event. Six plus hours was too damn much. Sure. So maybe they bit off more than they could chew. Right. And this is, I mean, I think that this is, and I'm seeing this really from, I want this to be a positive thing for people to hear, is that everything Oprah gives you in an arena show, you have inside of you already. There's nothing that Oprah can say, or anybody for that matter, in any presentation for six plus hours or one hour that isn't something that you have access to in your own life in some way, shape, or form. And that's not to minimize it, and I'm glad that people were inspired by it. I just want to say that as a reminder, if you didn't get to go see Oprah, you've got Oprah inside of you. But you have all the tools. You have everything you need. Um, And just, you don't, the work is there and it's for you to do. That's absolutely. I just think, you know, there are people that, um, that light us up on the inside. And then some of us are willing to like fork over hard earned money to like feel more of that. It's almost like, I don't want to call Oprah. Like, um, we were kind of talking about this a little bit before the show today, like aspiration porn, Mm -hmm. like, you know, like I have had very similar experiences in my life, whether it was like, um, Susie Orman or, you know, who was there on Saturday. Yeah, exactly. Which I think is hilarious because she's still, she's still hoofing that one and making all sorts of money doing her thing. And God bless her. I don't want to take anyone's success away from them. Um, but I do, you know, like I'm at, I am at the age now where if, if I think that I'm going to spend, um, I just find it weird that people would be so quick and willing to turn over their money to a corporation um, to get that feeling. I get why they do it. Mm-hmm. I just think like I'm at a point now in my life where I like I've done that and I realize that like your point is like the work that I actually do need to get done while I may feel inspired to start doing it. I had that in me all the time. Yes, it, it was, was always right me there. All the time. But at the end of the day, I also just am one of those people who walks through life and says, when somebody tells you their secret to life and it seems too good to be true, it probably is. And you have to ask yourself why they're saying that and who's paying them to say that. And so whether it's Oprah, whether it's uh, what's the guy um, uh, that has been on her show before who yells at people, Dr. Phil. Tony Robbins, oh, actually sorry. Tony Robbins, but yeah, Doctor <laughs> Phil, okay. Doctor so Oz. So many men yeah. she's been paying to yell at people. Yeah, and it's not. I mean, you know, th- that's been her thing, but it's not just her thing. It's a thing as old as time, mm-hmm. right? Like, no matter who it is, you want to ask yourself again. Like, like I have no doubt that Oprah believes everything that comes out of her mouth. Mm-hmm. Now, does she like? you know, gild the lily a little bit to like for maximum effect, of course, or she wouldn't be Oprah. So I don't think she, you know, I think she does things with a little bit of a wink and a nudge on occasion. But at the end of the day, I think she believes all that stuff because she has created a world around her where all of those things are possible. The problem I have is that for her 
um, and other people like Tony Robbins and everybody else. For every one of them, there are the people that are making that possible by giving up their own financial right, like um, security mm-hmm. to get that thing. Mm-hmm. And that just seems a little weird. Like if you really had something to share with the world, you you wouldn't have to make people pay you to do it. Right. Right. That's just a, my own personal critique. But it's interesting that you brought up. Um, I said my own interesting critique as if my <laughs> critique was interesting. I was interested in your critique. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting that my D bag today is somebody who is like part of the satellite of Oprah Winfrey. And that's Dr. Oz, because this is the problem I have with all this stuff. And it's so funny how this is all connected to everything we talk about on our show. Right. on The Colleen and Bradley show. Should we do Lord and Lady D bag? Let's do it. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Dr. Oz is my D-bag today. Why? Because of this headline. We should cancel breakfast in 2020 because he says, quote, it's a ploy. What? Breakfast is a ploy? Rude. Yeah. It's a trap. (laughs) Okay. I have so many issues. I know. I knew. I smelled this the moment I read it. I didn't even have to read the story to know what it meant, but I'm going to read the story to you regardless so that we all know what we're dealing with here. So Dr. Oz, he is like Mr. Like, here's the like thing that's going to save you, you know, on the grocery store shelf next. Garcinia Cambogia. Garcinia Cambogia, superfoods, acai. Acai. Um, All the things that I love, by the way. But this article says, um, it's he was talking to TMZ. Quote, I think for 20- which is where I share all of my insight that is necessary for the American public to know. Yeah, but he would do this on a show, right? Sure, like right. this is totally Dr. Us. I think for 2020, the first thing I'm going to do is ban breakfast. I don't think we need to eat breakfast. That's an advertising flo- a ploy. Unfortunately, a lot of the dogma that we were fed for decades came out of advertisements. It wasn't really based on the truth around our health. Now. Before I read anything else that he recommends, mm-hmm. can you tell me what this whole story is about? Uh, cereal? No. Oh, sorry. So if somebody comes to you in 2020 and Nothing says, real, I don't I never, think oh, you need oh, to it's eat... Intermittent, com- no, sorry. It's intermittent fasting. Thank you. Yeah. For sure. If somebody tells you you don't need to eat breakfast, yes. it's because they want to tell you about intermittent fasting, which is a real thing. Read the science before you do it. Talk to a professional. Don't go to Dr. Oz because mm-hmm. it's all... Bunkus, and he has his own 2020 plan, which is just all the plans thrown together on a crappily designed clip art poster. <laughs> Dr. Oz says we should cancel breakfast. Quote, if you're intermittent fasting and you hadn't had a late dinner, it won't happen until midway through morning that you'll actually get hungry. Because you had some simple carbohydrate like a potato chip or french fries at 10 p.m. at night, that means your body's insulin is all whacked up. By the next morning, that withdrawal is happening. You're starving. So you've got to get your meds, meaning you've got to eat your breakfast. So the only reason we eat breakfast is because we eat crappy dinners. And that if we didn't eat crappy dinners, we wouldn't have to eat breakfast. Therefore, we could all do the latest trend that everyone's doing, intermittent fasting, and we don't need to eat breakfast. Breakfast is a ploy by cereal companies. This is so frustrating because you get sound bites from Dr. Oz, and we've seen this a million times. We talk about this all the time, right? You read the headline of an article that says, 
coffee is bad for you. And so then you go, I can't drink coffee anymore because coffee's bad for you. We're not drinking coffee anymore. Coffee's bad for you. But if you actually read the article, it would tell you that coffee is bad for you in this type of situation. So what Dr. Oz does is he talks in sound bites and knows that people are going to go, oh, we don't need to eat breakfast anymore. Yeah. Well, and your mom, uh, not your mom, not but like, mom, let's just say, you know, Beverly goes, oh, I saw on Dr. Oz, mm-hmm. I don't need to eat breakfast anymore because it's that intermittent fasting. So I just don't eat breakfast and then I eat a sensible lunch and a dinner and I'm on my way. Well, nobody knows what Beverly's eating for a sensible lunch right. or dinner. Turns out Beverly's not getting enough calories. Beverly has just fallen down the stairs because she's not getting enough food in her system. And now she has osteoporosis. Yes. And- Bones are breaking. So to your point, if you are going to follow a guru um, for your science and health, you're you're really like playing with fire. And the thing that I hate about this is that he's actually doing a disservice to people who because there are people who need to eat breakfast. There are people who like can't do intermittent fasting. There are people who. Um, don't understand truly what intermittent fasting is. And frankly, I don't like if they're trying to just put dinner on the table, meaning like do a job and a family and they don't have time to sit down and do the scientific research behind what actually works in intermittent fast fasting. Just eat a sensible meal, period, when you're hungry mm-hmm. and you're fine. And don't go, oh, now I can't even eat breakfast because it's I can't eat carbs. I can't eat breakfast. I think the thing that, I, that this has me thinking and this is my, uh, you know, what we're 13 days into January. But I'm going to go ahead and say it. This is my New Year's resolution is to be very careful about who you put on a pedestal yeah, and uh, how much of it you're going to buy into. Yeah. And we've seen this happen, right? We saw it happen with Tony Robbins, uh, where people were loving all the things he was selling until there were some questions about what kind of person he is. Well, you know, people are flawed. We are all a flawed people. So there's nobody whose advice you should be taking or thoughts you should be subscribing to um, so heavily that it is going to upend your entire existence if and when you find out they're not all that they're cracked up to. Well, and when it, you know, very simply, when it comes to your health, maybe listen to your doctor and read some science before you listen to Dr. Oz, because I don't know how he's actually qualified to be giving you you. Colleen Lindstrom mm-hmm. or me, Bradley Trainer, specific uh, health advice because there is no one solution for everyone. But at the end of the day, I learned something uh, when I started, when I got sober and worked with a group of people who were trying to do the same thing. And we would always say, take what works and leave the rest. Mm. And whether it's a guru or a diet plan, take yes. what works leave and leave the, the rest. rest. I want to throw this really quick out there just to uh, close the loop on Oprah. Close the Oprah loop um, and the guru loop. We did get this email from a listener who said the statement my friends and I made about the afternoon session with Oprah was that it was eerily similar to a Scientology meeting. Oh, God. Oh, God. She said it was not lost on any of us that Oprah is an owner and that she was there to make money. Yeah. Uh, Also, she said that she appreciated us taking some time out of our Saturday to be there with her. We wondered if she knew how much we spent to be there. (laughs) We all spent $125. How much? $125. Oh. On the low end, they did some math and figured she probably grossed about $1.8 million that day. That is uh, some smart business acumen. Yeah. 
When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we will be charging you all $300 a piece to hear our thoughts on Rob and Black China. That would be it's Rob Kardashian. Seal, also, you're not paying, so don't worry about it. We'll give it to you for free after this on My Talk 1071. Okay, so I was not around when uh, we left. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Last spoke mm-hmm. of Rob Kardashian and Black China. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, but I clearly missed some stuff. You did, Yeah, girl. so get me up to speed on this and then tell me what the new development is. Well, okay, so here's the deal. First of all, Black China is calling Rob a liar and denying all his claims. Then I got to back up and tell you what those claims were because to your point, you were gone. And what had happened was there was this whole story about how Rob is trying to get back custody of his daughter, Dream, Mm -hmm. from uh, Black China. Because Black China, among other things, is letting her, dropping her daughter off in a dirty, disheveled state, teaching her sex positions. Apparently, Dream was learning how to twerk naked. Wow. Yeah. Um, all sorts of things, abusing drugs in front of Dream, chasing oh, I people. Say Dream was abusing drugs, which also is, that would be terrible. I mean, sadly, things are starting more and more, but I, uh, earlier and earlier, mm-hmm. but I don't know that three year old Dream is on the drugs, uh, at this point in her life, and let's hope she stays off them. But the allegations from Rob were that, uh, in addition to all that other stuff I told you, that she, um, was, Making violent threats, chasing people with knives. I mean, it was bad. Wow, it was real bad. And that is real when bad. we read those uh, headlines, Holly, I believe we were just like, get that girl out of there. Help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although, whenever there's a Rob Kardashian story mm-hmm. or mm, a Kardashian story yeah. in general, we do have to stop. Yeah. Especially if that story is reported in uh, People Magazine or. TMZ? Yes. Because that means the story is probably coming from inside, from the, inside house. the house. Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So there were all these stories about how Black China is a horrible mom and they need to take away custody. And we thought, huh, what is this really about? Well, I think it's clear that what this really is about is whatever Chris Jenner wants it to be about. Meaning, I think at the end of the day, here's what's happening. Okay. Add or subtract. Mm-hmm. Chris Jenner is trying to rehabilitate Rob Kardashian. Yes. We know this because there are all these stories about how Rob is just a big fat mess and he's going to go to fat camp or some dumb thing, right? Yeah. 
And then he was allowed to come out around Christmas time. Because he was not as fat. Because he wasn't as fat. But then we saw pictures and we were like, I mean, look, I don't care what somebody looks like, but he doesn't look like radically transformed. And mm-hmm. I feel like they're they're trying to make something happen with the storyline. And it's like, why? Why is that? Ha- so we were seeing that kind of stuff, yeah. right? Well, that didn't really work to rehabilitate Rob. We had to rehabilitate Rob because remember, Rob was kicked off social media, Instagram, specifically for dropping some revenge porn right. about Black China. Correct. Which you can't make money as a Kardashian Jenner uh-uh. if you're not on social media. No, nope. sorry, Bob. So does it not seem possible then that they thought, huh, the easiest, the most likely, the most plausible way that we can get Rob back in headlines and back rehabilitated is to, you know, Act like he's a really good father. Because yeah. remember, all those fat loss stories were like, Rob wants to get skinny for dream. Right. So that he can live forever. Because he's living an unhealthy lifestyle. And if he slims down, you know, that yeah. adds years to your life. And we're saying all these things like fat camp and lose weight for, you know, your daughter. Like, that's all crap. Yeah. We realize that. That's why we're being cavalier about it. Yeah, that's it's not that we think those are actual things. We're being cavalier about it because it's crap. And, like, they're using those storylines because they think you're too stupid to know the difference as a listener. But you're not. That's why we're here for you. Yeah, and we don't charge you $125 for three hours of our presence. Okay. It's free. Okay. Take that to the bank. Mm-hmm. Although, keep listening because otherwise it ain't going to be free. Because then we're going to have, Colleen and I are going to be in a basement <laughs> charging you. Oh, um, that sounds really, I don't know what we're doing in the basement. But no, that's, talking like NT lawyer charging $5 a month for you to get the stories that we're telling you for free true. right now. So keep, keep, keep listening, hope, keep hope alive, kids. Yay. Yeah. But do you not, does it not seem possible at this point that the reason we are talking about Rob Kardashian trying to wrest custody away from horrible, horrible black China might have something to do with the Kris Jenner plot? Oh, it has everything to do with it because, ah, how about this? Because if you think about this, Kourtney Kardashian is like deuces, like she's not doing the show again next year. She's done with that. I think that there's a real feeling, maybe from a panicky place on Chris Jenner's part of I. This business runs on one, two, three, four, five children, and if one of them is out the door, I gotta figure out. I got the spare kid over here who's locked in his room, eating bonbons and pizza rolls and playing video games. Yeah. Uh, I gotta monetize him. Yeah, because one person's not gonna be pulling their weight anymore. And despite what you think about his sock company, I don't feel like Rob is doing much in the way of, like, running his sock company. Right. Correct. Like, yeah. Anyway, I did want to say that um, specifically why we're talking about it again today is because Black China is saying this is all just crap. And, and the, you know, uh, this is from TMZ. Mm-hmm. Which I know you're like, well, wait a minute. I thought the Kardashians are all over TMZ. Well, TMZ is is pay to play. Yeah. So they'll take stuff from anyone and they say their sources um, close to China, which I totally believe it's China, called in Harvey and was like, I'll tell you the truth. She denies all the nasty accusations and said that not only is Rob a liar, but specifically about all that sex stuff um, that he's lying. And again, what do they I just it's just so it's so obvious, obvious. Well, the other thing, too. Well, I mean, not as much anymore, but. The Kardashians have Black China on two prongs, meaning she's got two children. One is from Rob. One of them is from Tyga, who is now 
Kylie's ex. But at one point, they were able to control Black China because they had the other yeah. half of both of her children. Yeah. And I think there's this piece clearly of Black China that's like, nah. Yes. And Black China, I keep I keep going back to, and we talked about this back in the day, like, I have a some a certain amount of respect for Black China because she decided to play the Kardashians at their own game and to a certain point was very successful. Now, and the problem is you better be careful because you're going to get burned. You have to be you got to be on your A game yeah. if you're going to go up against Chris Jenner. Oh, and you got to be like six steps ahead because Chris Jenner will file the lawsuits. She will. I mean, she has enough. To make things happen. Money, so, power, connections, all the stuff. So this clearly um, is something she needs to be careful of, but at the same time, you know, go we're back always China. On, we're always on your side. Yeah. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we're going to be joined by our friend Paul McGuire Grimes. He'll tell us a little bit about the Critics' Choice Awards and what we might have to look forward to in terms of the Oscars after this on My MyTalk 1071.